of the Hip Hop Scotland podcast. It's a special episode. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate with we've got Alana, we've got Louis. How are you guys doing? Uh, really good, Sanjeev. Thank you very much for having us. No worries. I'm glad to to get you on for this uh, special type of episode. I thought I'd go all the way and get um, get a few folk on this time. And I thought it sort of fitted in perfectly with obviously show out next week. So are you guys looking forward to that? And we'll just sort of start about, yeah, are you looking forward to that? And how did that sort of get going in the first place? Yeah, just tell us a bit about it. Cool. Will I take the first interview on that one, I guess? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, really excited, looking forward to next week. It's kind of came up really quick, considering we had to reschedule it three times. Yeah. It kind of became a bit of a myth for a while with us, um, I, so yeah, it's now next week. It's just kind of the fresh start of the year of events that we're looking forward to because um, we're hoping to build the brand, obviously, and and we can't really do that without a launch. Um, yeah, so exactly. with the launch will come more bookings, which we're really looking forward to. Um, and really, it was a creative idea, I'd say, from the three of us. Um, pioneered yeah. mainly by Colin Proctor who is not he- here but yeah. uh, big ups to him and if it really you know Colin kind of brought me and Louis together uh, on the project so yeah, yeah big ups to, to that sort of thing so yeah together we're a kind of team um, and just working together to hopefully put on some of the sickest thrill and rap gigs in 2022 that you should see. Yeah I was going to say actually like what um what is it like you're kind of aiming to to do with it and like what do you think you guys can do that isn't already happening so yeah what's the kind of gap that you're going for uh well I was just going to say the gap mainly is the gap for us is that you know the gap between the kind of underground to the mainstream league yeah. uh what we're hoping to do and what I've always hoped to do at my events is to have a kind of main mainstream headline act with uh, local Glasgow, Scotland, Edinburgh support, you know, Aberdeen support, reaching out to the kind of local acts and, and bridging that gap between uh, the commercial kind of uh, bookers yeah. who don't really have that option available. So for us, it's just been that gap itself between the underground to the commercialised, you know, uh, giving kind of artists, up and coming artists, a chance to play a big stage in a commercial environment and also support a kind of commercial artist. Well, um, it's just I think we've got a good position because we've got like connections with sort of big artists that we can book, and um, so yeah, it's easier for us to help put on the local scene to support them. So yeah, 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 definitely. I think that's spot on. Just trying to get that sort of link because there is a gap between the mainstream and sort of underground hip hop, especially in Scotland. I suppose it is it is like improving. Um, also with hang yeah. and stuff like that as well, which we'll talk about. But um, I think I, I think we need more kind of 
events companies like yourself or obviously Dead Eye. I know um, subs are doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, big, well, big, so. up, big ups, Andy subs. Um, I've, I've I've been working a lot with him recently. He is part of Team Show Out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's got some really cool ideas for events and stuff and. The communities just became a bit smaller, really. So um, everybody that is doing something, e.g. Cryptic and, and subs and stuff, you yeah. know, we're all quite active and keep in touch with each other on what we're up to and what dates we're going to do and invite each other to each other's events. So it's quite an, it is quite an inclusive thing. It's more yeah. we're trying to be more inclusive um, with everybody that is doing something to keep the activity, I guess, yeah. going, really. So... Um, but there is big plans. I mean, I don't know if Louis can talk too much about it, but <laughs> I, I know they've got big plans for studio ideas and stuff. So um, yeah. this is, it's going to be quite a big year yeah. in terms of releases um, for him as well. And obviously Wonderland yeah. should be out soon, hopefully. Yeah, April, I think. <laughs> I don't want to say for sure, but I think it's April. <laughs> Right, I really don't know. I don't want to pull a can here. Aye, just don't do a can. Yeah, we were talking about that before we recorded about pulling a can here, but you should have it. Yeah, we'll have it under control. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just I've spread all over the press and stuff like that. It's dropping last year and then early this year. And it's <laughs> Aye, exactly. I just want to make sure I roll it out properly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that project as well, actually. But I think as you were talking about sort of inclusivity, um, like something I've noticed, like obviously I do, also I'm a journalist, but I've literally been part of the Scottish kind of hip hop scene the last sort of two years um, since I like started producing yeah. stuff. Uh, but I have noticed like how helpful and inclusive everybody is, like everybody I've spoken to should just be like so friendly and so like welcoming and wanting to help and say like giving me tips and like just open it up and say like here if you want to talk to talk to me about this or that or yeah just learning as well there's so many kind of great producers as well that I've been sort of talking to and um, they've kind of been helping me with contacts and yeah how, how to sort of be a producer I guess because I don't come from like a music yeah. background so um, I've not really noticed that inclusivity I don't know what, what you guys think about that as well in the local scene. Yeah, I think you're doing like, right on time as well. Like, there's a lot more producers, a lot more opportunities and stuff like that. I think because you just started producing in lockdown, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. I first first lockdown, pretty much. But yeah, yeah. yeah so there's lots more opportunities. Like everyone's got connections. Everyone helps each other out. So yeah, it's a good place right now. Yeah, I've already noticed that. Um, I think I do think Scottish hip hop is in probably the best shape it's been in especially with connections to like bigger DJs um, and stuff like that. But I wanted to ask you, um, yeah, do you think like, obviously it's in a good place now, but how can we push that? Obviously you guys will help with that with show out, but how can we push that talent towards the mainstream and where they, where they want to go? Like, what do you think we can do? So in terms of like Scottish music? Yeah, yeah, Scottish music, mostly hip hop, but yeah, as a whole as well. Um, so I think like there's there is like a gap and a divide between there's amazing music and there's just not so great music. It's yeah, about everyone kind of helping each other to 
you know, come together and actually put their egos down to work together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously that converts into obviously show out and event companies that sort of push that as well, um, as well as obviously like the media and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know what. Media is a big thing. Sorry, media is like a big thing as well because it's like yeah, there's a good amount of artists now going down the right right path of getting press releases and doing podcasts and just going yeah. down the commercial route of actually getting into the industry. You know, yeah, like exactly. major releases, they've got press releases, they've got radio, they've got interviews and stuff like that. So Yeah, the full package. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That offers a lot more to artists coming up, like podcasts like this and stuff like that. So Yeah, I guess it's sort of understanding as an artist what you need to do to, to hit the right audiences with like having press releases, having videos, um, obviously social media yeah. is so important as well nowadays and how you sort of present present your uh, your art sort of thing. So I suppose a lot of artists just yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, what do you think the scene could do in the future? Uh, because I'm looking at, well, I don't know if it's just me, but the kind of other scenes in England coming from like Newcastle and Liverpool, Manchester, do you think that's something that we could look at and sort of as a as an example of what we can do in Scotland? I don't know if you think that's similar. Yes, yeah. Um yes, I know. I mean, I've known um like Blah for like 14 years or something, and Lee Scott's from Liverpool, and there has been totally thriving scenes yeah. in these parts, I guess, in my in my own opinion. It's been the drill and the grind music culture that's kind of emulated these cities yeah. into uh, having more of a kind of, you know, stature culture on it in the, in the same as Scotland in that sense. Yeah. So um, I think these, they've always, it's always been there and it's always kind of been able to mm-hmm. take from. But the, the one thing that we can maybe try and adapt as much thinking methods in that same sense, but A, we don't have the, the same population yeah. As, as England does, um, and then you compare that to who you can get out to the gigs. Obviously, the different style of crossover music, you'll get your real hip hop heads that won't attend the the drill yeah, gigs. Yeah, stuff. Then, yeah. You know, everybody is like, there's a. I, this was something that I even thought about the other day. There's a lot of collectives of people, mm-hmm. and if everybody actually joined, we would be a, really quite a massive force to be reckoned with. But everybody yeah. likes to stay in their own pool and sometimes it's hard to reach other groups but um I mean it's something that I've always tried to do yeah. uh, and keep in touch with everybody else because I feel that you you need that really especially for a launch event and um, yeah. you need the the community aspect and the you know everybody's just kind of having a good time but when it comes down to the the knuckle crunching of it being a live gig you know yeah. we will be looking to a different demographic for that altogether because we will be hopefully buying into commercial ticket buyers of a certain age um especially when you look at kind of different artists so yeah. I guess who could we put an example to that too so yeah. with H for, H for example being you know the kind of biggest tip from Manchester yeah yeah now uh, he's such a it's such a young appeal it's an Instagram demographic and it's, it's really young kids 
yeah yeah so it's like almost like um beyond it's almost beyond manchester if that yeah. makes sense it's, it's yeah, beyond exactly. the city because of because of the age that we live in i'd say and if we as you know glasgow and scotland could have that sort of football that would be amazing and yeah um you know i don't want to um find myself telling art too many artists to you know that the only way they can really make it is if they actually go out of scotland because it yeah. feels quite um you want to obviously be able to nurture the talent and it to grow in scotland but if there is loads of gaps in the industry and it's yeah. only ran one way and we can only do so much as independent promoters by independently financing these events as well you know yeah. it's like um that can only do so much on a, a small scale percentage so it'd be great if we could adopt these things like manchester and yeah yeah but i it's, it's very hard to be able to do without that same sort of footfold i'd say yeah um, not impo- not not impossible but um yeah it's just very very hard because um there has always been artists from like Manchester, Liverpool that have yeah. been successful. E- e- to go off the hip hop subject, but e.g. the Beatles, you know, like yeah. um, there has always been a cross reference. I think in the in the demographic of Great Britain, but it's very, very, very hard for a Scottish MC to always be picked up. And yeah. um, you know, Shogun was very close to it, and we've we've got a lot of high hopes for Thames and Chef and and Nova yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, but I, fingers crossed that you know we're the closest yet that it has been. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree. Because the example that I was thinking was Hazy. I don't know if you was to Hazy from Liverpool. He's sort of over the past two months like completely broken out um, as and has been like one of the main sort of mainstream rappers coming from Liverpool. And I think if we have someone like that, that could just that would just pop then I think that would really help um, help the series. We've got so many artists on slowly on the cusp of that, as you mentioned, with Lee Shogun and Branson, Bebs, and also Louis as well, for our producer side of things. So um, I think we've got a lot of artists on the edge of that that could do something like pretty big. And I think once that one artist does it, I think it will help for future artists to kind of go down that route um, and see sort of role models so like yeah um so I don't really think about that about really like kind of role models and how important that is um because it's something that I've like spoken about quite a lot um in, t- in terms of like the disability front for me but I don't know what you guys think in terms of seeing that big sort of Scottish rapper or whatever. It's about like that that hit you know like and how you market it nowadays like um you know, having I've spoke to major labels, I've, I've dealt with them, and it's they're they're after that hit. So, good example with like Hazy, we yeah. had that hit. We marketed it right, you know, yeah. talk trend. Yeah, he was on the cipher, and then it just blew up because yeah. the one is different. It's not what people are used to. So, for Scotland, for example, it's like Hazy had the Scouse accent, and it hadn't really been heard before like that. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. It's a good example of. Accent is not a big barrier as long as you've got that hit and it sounds amazing and people, yeah. it's catchy you know. So mm-hmm. I think it's very achievable for a Scottish artist to actually do it. It's just about how they market it and how they get to these majors and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, that is true. I mean, as I don't want to start bringing too many commercial examples into it, but Calvin Harris, obviously. Yeah, I, and I, the, the funny thing is, is that me and Louis actually had a chat about this, and um, because we were like, oh, there is nobody actually in Scotland that has became a millionaire, and we're like, yeah. surely there must be, like, there definitely has uh, to be somewhere out there. And we did, yeah, and when we googled it, it was Calvin Harris. Yeah, I didn't even know he was Scottish until like five years ago. So and Dumfries at that, that as well. Uh, um, big ups, big ups to Dumfries, massive. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it is. You are right. It is down to making hits. And I guess when you maybe are from Scotland and you have this talent and art that is like yeah. a craft and, a, and an art, it's maybe not considered uh, commercial and feasible enough for, say, the radio or yeah. somewhere that they can use commercially because it is kind of two different routes like authenticity and art and expression is completely different to controlled um you know put together you know people in, in music that kind of get their lyrics given to them and their beats given to them yeah stuff, that's, so. i was gonna say that's it's, quite interesting when uh, we spoke mm-hmm. about drake that day <laughs> um, and about yeah. we were talking about how you were saying that you know the real drake or whatever that um, yeah, Drake gets people to ghostwrite <laughs> for him all the time, yeah, and Ice Cube, Ice Cube doesn't. Ice Cube like ghostwrites for people, and that was just my yeah. example of saying yeah, that's example. kind of where, yeah. where we where we are in hip hop just now is that we don't want to listen to the real stuff anymore. We want to listen to Drake with this kind of like fake writing lyrics and this music that isn't his because it kind of creates this false reality of what you know and everybody's yeah. got that false sense of reality just now and the uh, anti-reality and the internet reality that um yeah the whole metaverse thing as well sort of yeah the, the metaverse exactly yeah. so um when you see people don't really want to listen to people like ice cube anymore because it's too realistic and they realize that exactly their life, their life's shit and they're living in scotland and their music's not going anywhere so it's they want to listen to drake, yeah, exactly. because drake takes takes them out of what they're what they're living in and stuff so drake, drake at the same time is a hit maker you know like he yeah. is that commercial hit maker like he, regardless of anyone i guarantee every single person knows a drake song like yeah exactly or not you can, Song comes on, I can't sing along. Ah, yeah, you can you can dance to it, and it will get stuck in your head, and that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. That goes back to the whole commercial thing, where it's like as an underground scene, it's like we don't have that commercial artist yet. So yeah, it's you know. But so I feel like though. yeah, so I feel like when you grow up, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want like you kind of have this impression of like mainstream and pop and I think everybody sort of had that phase where they were like weren't interested in it <laughs> and then I think yeah. as you sort of grow up you realise that like the sort of point of music is to get as many people to enjoy it like to me as well as one of the main yeah. things yeah definitely I feel like it's just like with music it's it's so subjective and yeah like or why you make music, why I make music. It's like I make music for me, you know. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Me, you know, I feel my best when I make music, and it's not necessarily for that, you know, commercial reach that people are trying to yeah. achieve. It's just for that, so you know, love of the music. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make. Actually, just make if you're not doing it for you, then there's really, really, there's really point, really, but sometimes ambition is like an issue as well people don't think about wanting to be the best 
but they think about just wanting to be the best in their area or whatever. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? And do you think that's something that is a problem? I mean, I guess collectively as a generalised thing, but I think each to their own ambition. Yeah. And uh, I know that my ambition from music and, and being involved in working music came from um, the different lifestyle it gave me and the fact that I never really felt I was good at anything in real yeah. life. And um, when I started working in music, it made me feel like I actually had a purpose and yeah. I had direction and what I could do could actually get used in a constructive and, and creative way. So yeah, exactly. I would never disregard anybody else's ambition. I, I would just say that perhaps, you know, sometimes life gets in the way yeah. uh, and ambition is different. So if you've got that chance and you have a clear road, then you need to just 100% go for it and just concentrate on yourself and your ambition more than yeah. what anybody else is doing. And um always go to events and, and meet people and, and don't separate yourself. And that's the only advice I could really give to artists is always use your ambition to take you out of the rot that you're in. Um, yeah. But try not try not compare yourself to others who are maybe further ahead than you or yeah. further behind than you. So, yeah. It's <laughs> a really good point, actually. Yeah, just like, it's almost like you, when you go to Instagram and you see people like, living that like a life where you think yeah life's amazing or whatever and you think like yeah I think it's that sort of comparing that this you should yeah, really yeah you're definitely a hundred percent yeah nobody a hundred percent should go on Instagram and compare their lives to anybody yeah, exactly. it's not real it's a, it's a form of it's a form of um showing off your profile and creating this kind of fake alternate life and unfortunately that's what Instagram demands of all of us yeah. and it's um so it's very hard to, I mean, I certainly don't, especially see, you know, because um, since my grand passed away, I haven't been feeling great. I have spent yeah. a lot more time off Instagram and it's made me feel yeah. a lot better because uh, you don't want to consistently see that fake life, especially when you feel that real life's going so wrong. So I think that once yeah. you're feeling good in real life and you can adapt that kind of vision with it is that, you know, it's not kind of real and it is just social media and especially on an art on an art form base it can be used to reach millions of people if, if used right so yeah. it definitely should be uh, used in a in, in the in the correct way to reach people and especially in terms of like Louis and stuff you know yeah. as a producer and having his beats on target and um, involved with such a high-end quality um kind of BBC thing you know that's yeah. like great great exposure on social media but um, you know, having a rant about someone else releasing a track, it's really, really negative and it propels hate within the community. Yeah, it's negative. It's, not, it's very, very negative and it's a, it's a huge thing, social media, and I just hope that less people buy into the the anger and the, the misconvolution that's involved with that. Um, and as I say, just use yeah. it, if, you know, especially for, for art, it's, a, it's the right thing, but see if you're a kind of major artist and you have people following you and you have a bad day and you post something that's going to affect your fans like yeah. there's going to at least be people some people reading that that will get really affected by that so the power yeah. of words and pictures are very very like psychologically powerful um so yeah I think it, I think it has to be used quite wisely sorry if I rambled on by the way on that. no that's a pretty good answer okay uh, you made some really good points just about how to I'm not like be I suppose be a slave to that virtual reality or I suppose Instagram, I suppose even as 
it's partly in the metaverse now, I would say, because yeah. it's just like kind of not real or whatever. Um, it's like it is part, it is, it is part of life in the digital realm, and especially I guess through COVID, that's been the only uh, means. It's been a big saviour for a lot of folk, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And um, because when I was younger, um, you know, the only way that I can remember ever being able to access music was through magazines. Uh, this is how sad I used to be. I used to buy smash hits when I was yeah. like eight <laughs> and nine years old, just to, just to know what kind of albums were coming out at the time. So the whole way that we access music and, and access that part of culture um, has completely changed. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a, a kind of, I don't know, a massive tool that you can use in the right way or, or use in the wrong way. But um, I think you need to be always careful on social yeah. media, really, because um, yeah. it's, it's very negative. It's very negative. And to shine through positive in a, in a negative space is something that's definitely more needed with it. So Yeah, definitely just like the internet generally. Um, I suppose a lot of sort of negativity, but when you can use it in the right way as you said and yeah I think I do think sometimes like social media does sort of take um, like a brunt of negativity when like often it, it has helped people so I think it's important to sort of understand yeah. that there is a, a, a use for it and it shouldn't just, just be like sort of shut down which a lot of people do like there is good things that can come from it like it's it's with music especially, it's like, it's genuinely, it's a necessity now, like, you need to have mm-hmm. your social media, you need to be active, you need to be engaging with your fans and stuff like that, so it's it can be used for a tool towards your music career, definitely, but it's about the separation of Instagram and social media and, like, the actual life, you, know, you can't, like, take over what's actually yeah, going on in your life, you know, it can affect your music at the end. Yeah. You know the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new day. Yeah, yeah. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Yeah. See, I can't put up with no typical shit I've been outside with a flick on my hip And they yeah, say the kid yeah, got a chip yeah. on his shoulder I know we met, but I wasn't sober Look at the time, I drink, I can sip uh-huh. World for wine, new world for gin Know what defines immaculate drip I draw the line at cap They draw the line when they wish And you wanna find a man who gets what he wants And still puts you top of the list Me, I devise a plan, I total the cost And I don't know what else to give uh-uh. And she wanna find a prince A whole lot of charm, the slipper won't fit That's right. For cool or sick, it is what it is At least it was lit uh-huh. Now I'm trying to bring you some stability yeah. Take a look at yourself, can you mirror me? Uh, Try to give you just a bit of me Give you the whole thing, are you kidding me? I'm with the whole gang, you can't get to me All of these missed calls, are you missing me? Uh-huh. I could pull on your heartstrings so Obey, I could play you a symphony And typically, yeah, I took your chick on a trip with me uh, yeah, yeah, Picture yeah. me, drilling the back, let her dig a D I'm living G, me and my bro drop a bill of peace Are you kidding me? They know how to start, but none of them know how to finish beef Yeah, yeah, typically I took your chick on a trip with me yeah, yeah, picture yeah. me, drilling the bat, let it dig a D. I'm living G, me and my boat drop a bill of peace. Are you kidding Are you me? Kidding they me? know how to start, but none of them know how to finish B. All of these late nights, yeah. Someone yeah. on street, those bait times. Someone in T, no FaceTime. Same time, cats wanna know what it tastes like. Bro, made 10, but you said that I can take five. Cat, waste time, but you ain't gonna waste mine. Uh-uh. 
Uh-huh. And there ain't no break time, me I'm from the jungle. I know what snakes like. And I'm used to the fake type. Yeah. They lie cause they wish they could take mine. And they ride, but they ain't gonna take lives. They just wanna chat up, skets and sniff lines. See, I can't take no offense if you hate mine. Yeah. We're doing better than them and it ain't nice. Uh-huh. Surround myself with great minds, brand new suit. And we still have to break ties, brand new moves with the same old crew. If you knew what I knew, would you do what I do? All I've been through, man, I feel like Zeus. King of the strip, tell me who are you? Now, Gully won't pipe, but I'm also busy. 40 minute sesh, kick her out like Zoom. All of this stress, so I'm trying to get this. And if they want war, then there ain't no truth, but there ain't no proof. Uh, uh, See, everyone lying on me. Now I gotta stay on the move, ain't none of my team here dying on me Big smoke come through with fire on me I got fam in Baltimore but still never see me roll through with a wire on me Stepped in everything you desire on me Now everyone lying on me Now I gotta stay on the move, ain't none of my team here dying on me Big smoke come through with fire on me I got fam in Baltimore but still never see me roll through with a wire on me Stepped in everything you desire on me Yeah Yeah and your blessings still More time they all want what you got But they ain't prepared to do what you did to get it That's right Yeah, since 20 years Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 20 my gang that shit Yeah, yeah, 20 my gang that shit Yeah, yeah, you know I planned that shit Yeah, yeah, 20 my gang that shit Yeah, yeah, 20 my gang that shit Yeah, yeah, you know I planned that shit Yeah, yeah, yeah I swear down 2018 when I came out I told my guys We got everything we need Everything we don't have we gonna take 20 guys, 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 I got the world on my shoulders. I know, I know. I be the realest you ever met. I know, I know. I know, I know. Let me level up. I'm gon' double up. I'm never giving up. So let me shape it up. We gon' prep it up. Let me get a brush. Let me hold it down. You, you can't pin me down, kids. I'm ready to go. So come we go. You gon' be proud of me. I think you're proud of me. I ain't scared of this. You should be scared of me. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. This is history. I brought the cheese with me. If a pair degree, I pray for wisdom, please. Give me some turn up juice. No lie, you need no proof. No lie, you need no proof. To the world. Came in a game and nothing was ever the same. Follow my lead, you know I'm dancing in the rain. When I tell you my story, after you won't feel the same. When I turn it up a notch, nothing was ever the same. I know, I know. I be the realest you ever met. I know, I know, I got a world on my shoulders. I know, I know, I be the realest you ever met. I know, I know, I know, I. What's like your sort of advice for other more towards producers actually? Because I feel like people don't really talk about producers as much. Um, when they can obviously help push us in the way obviously you're yep. doing with your releases and uh, Wonderland obviously yep. um, get a lot of sort of hype in the scene. Um, so yeah, what's sort of your advice towards other producers that want to sort of succeed, I guess? I think um, as a producer, it's, it's really, you can go about it in so many different ways. Like if you, it depends what you want as well, you know, like, 
terms of myself, I want to be able to influence other producers to kind of come out the shell. What did it for me was like, um, you know, like seeing these albums coming out and producers are not getting credit, you know, like they're not yeah. getting their names on the actual tracks. They might be in the credit somewhere, but they're not on the forefront. Whereas, you know, as a producer, we're creating the 50% of the track, you know, so yeah. the way that I look at it is whenever you listen to a new song, if you don't like the song, it's usually like five to seven seconds that your brain will register whether you like it or not. And that's yeah. all down to the beat. You almost might even start rapping at that point or like singing or whatever. So it's down to the producer at that point. Yeah. But in terms of advice to market yourself, I think bridging that gap, you know, making sure that you're, you're on these tracks, like putting out tracks by yourself, you know, work out what you want to create. Um, and reach out to these artists, put out tracks with you featuring the artist so that both fan bases can collide and it becomes a bit more accepted that our producer's actually on the record as well. But yeah. I think you can go about it so many ways. There's so many ways of getting signed as a producer. Like people think that artists just get signed. You know, we've been in, in London with certain producers and engineers who have major pub deals and stuff like that and it's just so it's so achievable as a producer but it's about how you market it you know so yeah exactly I think, song. yeah no i think you're spot on um and i think something that has helped three producers like working on to other kind of producers is the whole sort of trap scene um like kind of in the us and atlanta has really helped the name like for producers because like so many people can name yeah. Producers say like Nick Mira, um, those sort of guys, and, yeah, like Boomin. Metro Boomin, exactly. Yeah, I think it's, like, all, it's all about how you market, you know, put yourself on these tracks, make sure you have contracts with these artists when they buy your beats, or even yeah. if you're giving beats for free, you know, like make sure you credit me as an artist. You know, you can be looked at as an artist, but you are an artist, you're a producer, you know, like you're making the song with them. You shouldn't yeah. have less credit than a featured artist on it, even though it's it's your song as well. You know, I fall I fall in love with the music. Every mm-hmm. song that I make with artists, I I want to fall in love with it. I want to be involved in it. You know, whenever an artist buys a beat off me or whatever, I want to be in the studio with them. I want to see what they make on my song. You know, it's my song as much as it is theirs. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. That all people kind of sort of don't really give credit to producers a lot of the time where sort of yeah. they've worked on it as much as 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 the rapper um but i think obviously it, it, it's getting better because i feel like even with like yourself and vagrant and other also big producers yeah. that are do release music on their own page and that's sort of what inspired me to be like grow up i'm gonna go down that route i just release my own music and get features and stuff like that um, and that's obviously yeah. you guys what inspired me to to go down that route and I don't know what you think if that route is, is better do you think or do you think it depends on who you are like what do you think it depends where you are I think in terms of us I think for us it's better to do this in terms of Scotland you know like yeah. if you look at the likes of Nick Mera and these producers in America they have opportunities where they're working with millions of people. They have a reach of millions and millions of artists who want to work. Yeah. But we are such a small community and scene that 
you know, it's, it's becoming more acceptable, like I said, because of uh, Vagrant and myself and Cryptic and these guys who are yeah. making beats and getting their names on it. You know, I think it's better for us in terms of exposure in Scotland. You know, there is people out there who just sell beats and stuff like that, but that's totally fine if that's what you want to do and yeah. not use your face and not use your market. You know, you as a person, then it's totally acceptable. You know, it's fine, but it just depends on what you want and you know, the success that you want or credibility that you want. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm going to pop in on this one as well. Yeah, I sure. actually think that um, producers have been highly underrated from Scotland. And as we were speaking earlier, you know, the funny yeah. thing is that the two biggest people to come out of Scotland, e.g. Calvin Harris, e.g. Hudson Mohawk, yeah. are both pr- producers. Um, so they it should be taken. It should, they shouldn't be taken lightly. Very underrated. Um, I mean, I had done a beat battle royale um, about four or five yeah. years ago. And we are bringing it back this year because it's just given uh, producers that chance to yeah, exactly. show their beats, have that crowd response and, and you know, have that yeah. footfall. Because I do feel that they are very underrated in Scotland, but seem to be the most powerful force uh, when let on. So, um, yeah, 100% what kind of Louis saying, it's um, people kind of mis- maybe misconceive the, the, the rapper or the lyrics to override the beat. But um you know, if you learn music and you're taught in music, you know, the, the beat starts from the, the drums and the, the sounds of Africa and that's where yeah. the rhythm comes from is, is, the, is the beat when it when it comes down to that. And that's what the beat is the main thing that pulls everyone together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, they should be just credited just as equally, if not more, especially on mm-hmm. a composer, composer basis, a plus mixing and mastering. If they're having at least 70, 80% input, yeah. You should definitely be credited yeah. for that and, and paid for that because, um, yeah, that's just my views on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, you also, know. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Like engineers, it's like, that's one of the biggest things for me is like the people who are actually behind the whole music, you know, like someone might make a beat, someone might rap on it, but it's the person who's putting it together and like these people who can't sing and then, it's the auto-tune that the engineers put on. It's like, how many engineers can you name? Apart from like your Mike Deans, especially from Scotland. It's like, there's so many talented people. Shout out PJ, by the way. PJ, the engineer. Uh, there's so many people. Malik, there's so many people that have came from Scotland that are amazing engineers. But then engineers won't even get a credit on the actual song either. Like, producers yeah. will get a credit. Yeah. Do you know, that's such a good point, Louis. Um, Marek, obviously, from... Glasgow, who now works in London, and uh, is hashtag mix at Marek, but he is now mixing some of the the kind of number one uh, drill and grime artists just now, Central Seas, and yeah. um, you know, he's, he's got such an extensive list, and it's like, um, yeah, how mad engineers exactly engineers that aren't aren't getting credited for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems it seems to be. Um, I don't know what it is, as, as again, like I said to you, sometimes it's this kind of false reality of the main person who's singing that, that tends to lead yeah. everybody. People yeah. get this perception of that kind of being the thing or the DJ being the person on the stage that makes all the beats and stuff like that, when really the beat maker's yeah. sitting at home because he's sold all his beats. So yeah. um, I guess oh. what it is, is just whatever, whatever makes people feel good yeah. at the time. Producers and engineers, certainly, in my opinion, have a lot, a, a longer, possibly more prospective 
uh, career mm-hmm. throughout doing that kind of line of work. They'll get to collaborate a lot more. Um, you know, they'll be able to change their music a lot easier. Whereas if you're a rapper and you say you're doing drill music and the next day you don't, you want to do, um, I don't know, country music, for yeah. example, you wouldn't be able to do that because you, you've created an artist for yourself. You've created an image, an icon with yeah. that sound. But a producer can easily go, well, one day, you know, I'm making drill, the next day I'm, like, making yeah. a symphony. Exactly. Um, and that that's the kind of variability with that. And engineering is that they, they have the flexibility to be able to to do that without somebody saying to them, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Whereas when someone is the focal point, it becomes yeah. more, you become what you are with that music supporting you. Exactly. Um, so, I wish you had a PK, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, <laughs> he's doing really well in the pop punk sort of um, genre, but I, I think that's a good point because, like, one day I could be like making some heavy metal track, and next day it could be like some lo-fi thing, and it is, there isn't really that expectation on producers to be like, "Oh wait, you're you're a, a drill producer to stick to that." Exactly, and people that is the problem with producers as well. They categorize themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. I know so many people that are just, you know, you're a drill producer and you're also limiting yourself to the evolution of music, you know, like think about the shift that's happened with hip hop. Like you went from the 90s stuff to early yeah. trap with Gucci Mane and two trains and stuff. Now you've got no, like, like it's just like the, the cultural change. Like if you mm-hmm. limit yourself as a producer to only making drill, it's like where's drill going to be in the next three, five years, you know? Yeah. So, really can't limit yourself as a producer you should be able to make what you want and make what you feel you know every day i make different music just based on my mood and stuff like that yeah so, well, yeah it just it just depends i do feel like people are more open to different like kind of genres coming together now uh, because i was actually going to ask you you guys about that um yeah i think i think generally people are more open to sort of mixing stuff up like for example like Toast Malone obviously he's like mostly inspired by like rock and stuff like that and his influences um, and I think it's quite cool to see that sort of becoming more mainstream and people are sort of less bothered about being a certain image or having a certain genre what you think about the sort of fact that genre is sort of going out the window um, I think it's like a sort of positive mm. that we're seeing these sort of artists coming together and collaborating across genre. Um, I don't know if you think that's a good or a bad thing. I suppose it depends on your Oh, view. yeah. I totally love that, like, 100%. But um, the term genre, I guess, maybe just comes in a more official commercial sense mm-hmm. on how to kind of categorise music, maybe in the old terms of record stores, uh, when people used to go in and, and buy vinyl and stuff, you know, they had to categorise it under genres to what it was to make it easier to buy. Yeah. But thus we move forward in the in the future sound of music and it really, yeah, does, I guess it is. I'm finding myself hearing things and thinking it's another genre and people are going, <laughs> yeah. oh no, it's it's this, this <laughs> exactly. these days. Yeah. And uh, because I, 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 um, I work in Bristol at Boomtown and stuff and me and my friend Kat, and, you know, sometimes we'll wander about Boomtown and I'll be like, oh, that's techno. And she's like, oh, that's Future House. And I'm <laughs> like, wow. So it's very um, hard to, yeah, to categorise genre amongst the kind of conversation and 
but it is just down to music, accessing music and streaming and buying yeah. and how you're able to, uh, the, the convenience of being able to go hip hop, rap, click, 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 playlists, yeah. that's you. Within three clicks and seven seconds, you've already got about 40 million songs to do with hip hop behind you. Yeah. So um, I think it'll always be there, that term, just for that purpose. But amongst avid uh, music listeners, uh, genre seems to very much go between collaboration and, and breaking yeah. barriers and, and the crossover of it because um, that is the kind of beauty of, of, of music, really, isn't it? That it should be able to cross over and collaborate. Um, you know, it shouldn't be wild that Stormzy wants to have a collaboration with Little Minx. That shouldn't yeah. be wild. But to me, it still is. You know, but um, that that's that's the beauty of collaboration, I guess, is that yeah. um, it's really open to that kind of cross genre that should be totally, totally allowed through music expression. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think related that back to sort of hip hop. I feel like it's. I think it was a few years ago. It was like in America that hip hop like overtook rock as like the most sort of most selling um, genre, and how hip hop has almost become part of the culture and pop culture. Um, it's sort of intertwined with, intertwined with hip-hop um, now more than it ever has. Um, and it's like obviously mainstream now and we've got drill songs getting number ones and etc. Um, I think it's, it's really good for, obviously for hip-hop that that's sort of happening. Yeah, well, yeah. it is. It's, it's really, really, really good. And it's positive because honestly, as I say, you know, 10 years ago, I'm... Um, whenever I wanted to wear, you know, tracky bottoms out and about, you know, yeah. people would be like, it was it was seen as, you know, you were a scumbag, you stayed up the scheme um, as a derogatory form of wearing something if you were to go out in a tracksuit. I love that Stormzy is pioneering this and mm-hmm. making it comfortable and that kind of stereotype of how we view people like that because... Um, unfortunately, you know, 98% of Great Britain is, is in poverty and yeah. uh, we, we shouldn't be stereotyping people based on, you know, how they want to dress or a tracksuit bottom or somebody walks into the shop with their hood up. You know, all these kind of um, modern um, misconceptions need to yeah. be broken down and having people like Stormzy who are Oxford um, you know, he's he's. Uh, I think it's Oxford, is it? University. He had a really high education, and he's now rocking a tracksuit bottom. Yeah. You know, but writing books for kids at the same time. I mean, it's really breaking all of that, and that to me is yeah. such a powerful thing, and really needs to happen, um, and really has had to, had to happen. Um, so it is a really powerful thing, I think, to be able to yeah. break down that stereotype now. And everybody, you know, you can kind of go out and and you know that most people commercially are going to be listening to drill music. It'll be somewhere on someone's radio. It'll yeah. be in the taxi. It'll be in the hairdresser. And that's why this kind of younger generation are buying into it so much yeah. is because it is, it is almost the pop of the UK just now. But yeah. my goodness, I think that's a, a lot better than the pop of the UK 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> so to yeah, me, it's like a, a, to me, it's a thriving sound and a thriving time for um, stereotypes to be totally broken down. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see in the, in the next 10 years, you know, how far forward this can be developed, really. Uh, yeah. And what the, new, what the new sound between now 
and you know a uh, 2030 is going to be mm-hmm. as well so yeah i think um, that's true but i think it's there's still sort of that divide uh, maybe in hip-hop is getting maybe getting less sort of less of an issue now but um like the kind of old style hip-hop and you um like sort of trap and how this went sort of melodic um I think we're still going to have that sort of divide between that, but I suppose what do you guys think of that since you guys have sort of been in the industry a while? Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd kind of ask you guys about that and, yeah, the kind of divide within hip-hop, I guess. Well, yeah, there'll always be kind of like a divide in hip-hop just based on, like, you know, hip-hop used to be Crips, Bloods, gang shit, you know, like, I think... No matter where you're from, there'll be someone that doesn't like it. You know, does that make sense? You know, whether you're from London, someone from Manchester might not like you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it'll always kind of be like a cultural divide just based on territory, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I know. Also, you, you obviously get the kind of old school hip-hop heads don't you as well and mm-hmm. uh, I'll put my hand up and say I very much so I'm an old school hip-hop head but due to the fact of loving rap music rap and production and beats it develops you into the new sound and the new era and, and what's coming out to now that you know I'm aware of a lot more new songs that are being released these days than I was you know five six years ago sort of thing so um I think it just depends where you are with with music yourself, and yeah. uh, if you really are want to kind of keep like hip hop in your life, and when you boil hip hop down, it really is just about the dancing, the breaks, and the rapping. And if you develop that where we are now, you know the dancing is just as awesome. The breaks are just as awesome. Yeah, and exactly. The rapping is just as awesome. It's just created in a different kind of outlet because it has progressed since then so yeah if you if somebody had never heard hip-hop in their whole life and you played them nwa and then you played them a bit of biggie and then you played them something today it yeah. probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't make sense because you have to have the the sub-genres in between yeah, that tie yeah. together the kind of major genres you know without um you know kind of political hip-hop you wouldn't have got gangster hip-hop because in between that you had your crossover acts like NWA, who were political, but also gangster rap. Yeah, so, exactly. um, you know, you needed your subgenres of these to get us where we are today. Um, you know, and that's why artists like, um, you know, Kendrick and Drake and stuff, it's, um, you know, it's a lot high, they're highly acclaimed and it's a lot more fixed now than some of the, the kind of older hip hop stars because they were at the start of the culture, whereas the culture's really, really developed now that, there's quite a sustainable amount of, of really great hip-hop and um, rappers and, and producers out there now, and it, it definitely carries the music industry as a whole. There's nobody, no other genre that does get near it. Um, yeah. And in, in terms of its different strands as well and the subgenres, and, um, you know, with the the drill and trap, you know, it was trap in America and then from the UK built drill and now drill is going over to America. Yes, coming back and forward, yeah. Yeah, and then I've seen academics post about like Central C and Dave over the past week and he's like America's biggest hip-hop gossip, you know, so if if he's posting about it because he kind of jumps on trends. So it's really interesting to see 
where it's going to go because obviously drill or like grime and drill the reinvention yeah. of, of that kind of thing what are we going to kind of mold into now um it's really up it's, to the producers and stuff yeah. so <laughs> yeah it's an exciting uh, exciting future for hip-hop and uh, i'm going to say something probably a bit decisive but i think the future is play like Ari. i'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that but uh, I don't know what you guys think. Is the is the future? What did, what did you say? What did you say? Sorry. Playboy Carty. Well, you think the future is Playboy Carty? Interesting. I well, I'll tell you one thing. I actually like um, many years ago. Uh, when Playboy Carty first got signed, mm-hmm. it was say uh, it was a Drake's label or 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 it was someone's label. Yeah, I think it was ASAP Mob. Uh-huh, because I, I, I picked I picked that up and when I worked at DF, he was on my artist list and I always think, wow, if I was still working at DF, <laughs> Playboy Carty, you know, he would be he would be one of my artists sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So um I don't know, I guess what for just for a I I think the future of music's really a, a collective for me. I can't really say one artist definitely yeah, will fair. capture that for me because I really like the fluidity of kind of different sound sort of thing so I don't know I'm still very very the future is ye you know um, (laughs) he is still very much and with all this kind of new stuff that's coming out possibly Donna too and he's obviously got his new documentary on Netflix like this is going to be quite a big year for Kanye I think Um, so right now I'm still kind of living in that sort of future I guess the present future (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's definitely pushed the genre forward like exponentially in my opinion but um, a lot of people also have different opinions but I think as soon as like like through the wire and obviously that kind of Kanye came along like Jesus and um, all that stuff I think yeah exactly I think that is one of the big sort of reasons hip hop is where it is today but graduation changed like the whole sound of music after that you know yeah, and you had your friends, everyone doing it back then. Graduation did change. And Kanye's just Kanye's a genius man. He's always with the times. Yeah. he's current. He's working with current artists who are popping. He's also putting on new artists. Like he's always going to be with the time, evolving. So. Um, that was kind of one thing I liked in the first episode. Actually, yeah. um, was one of the things, and it was um. Something as well. I'd heard a few producers have said this before, but he was like, um, "I just want to make beats that I can rap on." And it was like, <laughs> Do you know what? Like that's that's fair enough. Like so, yeah. I think that's what um, some of the great producers. Honestly, it was just about making sure that their sound was perfected and crafted and put out there, sort of thing. And now yeah. he's kind of almost got total creative immunity in a way that he can kind of release what he wants yeah, and, exactly. and do it was because he is Kanye and and you know I'll put my hands up as well because I wasn't a Kanye fan at first I thought oh he's you know sampling all these commercial songs yeah. where's he going to go with it but I totally take my words back on it because from from the end since like Pablo onwards really yeah. was a what kind of changed it for me and the fact I really like that he's outspoken um, I, I think it's kind of needed in the industry I think you do need to loose thread like Kanye um, to make sure that people's voices as a creative are still being heard really yeah. so. unapologetically Kanye yeah I think one thing as well that Kanye did was when I think it was Glastonbury and he was like 
I'm a rock star. <laughs> and I think as soon as you yeah. said that, hip hop changed as well. And now obviously rappers yeah. are like the new rock stars, but like obviously Playboy Carter and that. Yeah, 100%. And I would say definitely if you compare it to that, then 100% rock is out and hip-hop is the new rock stars, like a million percent. (laughs) Just look at, like, I don't want to keep banging on about Playboy Carty, but um, I don't know if you've seen um, his latest tour, where, like, his live set was, like, insane, man. It was was, like him. And then she, like, all the synths and stuff. He got like a like a like a metal guitarist, and like it's just having a metal guitarist on stage going like going insane. So I think that just sums it up that we are literally the new rock stars. Yeah, hundred percent. So many. Hey, yo. Yeah, got you. Hey, yo. With the crew, just trying to live my movie live that, live that. Tell a man do not judge me, you are not my juvie judge me, judge me. Hey, Everyone in the place salute me I concentrate and they can't dilute me Three man deep came from the northeast, no food man we never need ID Got that food don't mean canteen, they fell off the flow green. Wait, let me just tell man straight, wait, rather just demonstrate Not regular but I regulate, I'm the Premier League, you're a relegate If you don't know just ask, stand free all over the map Just getting my bearings right Still nobody can come past Just ask, stand free all over the map Just getting my bearings right Still nobody can come past Hold that, don't chat, get with the program They already know that, man I own that Not Thursday when you get thrown back Nothing but facts on the whole of the track Mention my name, want me to react Mention my name, want me to react You won't believe what work rate attracts See round here, we don't ever just act So you got to believe Watch your back cause they wanna deceive Things don't change, don't be naive Man seen snakes since Adam and Eve Come let's rally the team, got a valiant dream No way they're challenging me No more games, Luke bro it's different Gotta do this for the family tree Still got demons battling me Out here trying to make this cash low key Bury my dad now we rest in peace Took a trip on my own, had to find some peace Beast mode unleashed, I'm back and I'm more determined Remember why I don't trust these vermin Keep on learning, bridges burning Giving them lessons and sermons, we keeping it earnest My brother, we done it and earned it We've earned it, we've been putting in laps Now we running the circuit hey. They didn't watch the boy emerging The way I'm cutting these beats Call me a surgeon, I take them my hostage Turn the whole place to a mosh Two shows this week exhausted Made this lifestyle so chaotic Patriotic, I was that fit like me, you on it My bro just done a quick move like Sonic The way I get them lit It's like I studied electronics My sound surrounded stereophonic Man said my energy's done far from it Them man are negative, I'm far from it I don't even know what the hell they're thinking But we man stop acting a victim Anything I do, I do with distinction Now the mission is straight up lifting Hey, hey, Louis on the beat, that's different PJ came with that mixing they couldn't mess with the vision. Ransom HQ's in business. Ransom HQ's in business. You already know what it is. You already know. No. You know what it is. North Takeover. Listen, we're doing a madness, mate. Can't stop the hustle. Can't stop the grind. Ransom HQ, if you want to get on this music thing, you know where it is, bro. Hey, hey, stand free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
Yeah. I do more than just average. Up 24s if I'm stacking. Can't miss the corker that's lacking. Quick best cold and back, it's no casting. Yeah. More time when I step it's gully Still got gal tryna say they love me Sweet one wanna call me baby Something that no I ain't no dummy Do dirt tracks some old muddy Laugh to the back but it ain't too funny And then boy what bring me down to shade you shade man come like Sully Top boy hot boy still cut through like give me that money This ain't blood is thicker than water Burn this drip do it for cousin Streets cold my nose all runny huh and They don't wanna with me nah They don't wanna with me nah Said so they don't wanna with me uh now what's your chat do? Uh, no, I just came out the damn booth yeah, yeah. We got poor impacts too Gotta import the damn food Very important man uh, Never tell you what gang do Soon as you make some bang uh, I swear uh, everyone here wanna at you what? Now baby don't wait on me Said I'll be outside all night Well you know I got a whole lot of weight on me And my boy got dark and light Street's hot so you know we ain't waiting See now you better be right on time Just read at half past five But you know we're still trying to make nine by nine uh, Now baby don't wait on me Cause you know that we ain't no good no wonder your friends all hate on me, I really think by now they should You wanna talk about conversation, B, I'm just tryna let off this food We came back like half past three, straight carpentry, come take this wood More time when I step, it's gully, still got gal tryna say they love me Sweet one wanna call me baby, suckin' it, no I ain't no dummy Do dirt tracks and all muddy, laugh to the back but it ain't too funny And then boy what, bring me down to shade, to shade man come like Sully Top boy, hot Still cut through like give me that money This ain't blood is thicker than water Burn this drip, do it for cousin Streets cold, my nose all runny, huh? And they don't wanna with me, nah They don't wanna with me, nah Said they don't wanna with me See I been tryna do right, not wrong But the time is right, bro, give me that drop And her pedigree's 9 plus 1 And her body look nice, so you know I might chop uh. And they don't wanna with me, nah They don't wanna with me See I was raised in ends, North East Never rest in peace, cause the money don't stop uh. See I do more than just average Up 24s if I'm stacking I can't miss the coca that's lacking Quick best call them back, it's no casting Hairline falling back, I look tragic No wonder them man are capping I can't hear no fake when they chat Since young days, mum's been cooking up catfish uh. I do more than just average, hit that I do more than just damage See I need more than just cabbage, cheese and bread I'm making a sandwich Now tell my bro we can have it Spiff like hot potato, I'll pass it I still cop the town with this package And that's 20 gang on my gang shit More time when I step, it's gully Still got gal tryna say they love me Sweet one wanna call me baby Suckin' it, no I ain't no Dummy. Do dirt tracks and all muddy, laugh to the back but it ain't too funny And then boy what, bring me down to shade, do shade man come like Sully Top boy, hot boy, still cut through like give me that money They say blood is thicker than water, burn this drip, do it for cousin Streets cold, my nose all runny, huh? And they don't wanna with me, nah They don't wanna with me, nah Said they don't wanna with me What was kind of your guys' influences growing up, um, musically? Like what? What were you guys listening to? Yeah, what was like your your thing growing up? Like early on, like my first ever like musical memory was I must have been like three years old or something. But it was Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, I remember my dad had like all the VHSs of. You remember all the old music channels like MTV and stuff like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, like put on a VHS all of his favorite videos and songs and stuff like that. So. I was kind of like Queen and Michael Jackson, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin and stuff nice. like that. And then I kind of evolved when I was like early teens into like hip hop. And now I'm still evolving. You know, my favorite artist right now is Billie Eilish. Yeah, uh, oh, she's good. 
she's the best mom. I think she is the best of all time. I genuinely believe it. But it's like musical always evolved just based on life experience and taste and what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Right then and there. But yeah, that's kind of mine. What about you, Alana? What, where did you sort of start off? Um, I guess, like, uh, my, I mean, I'll be totally honest. Obviously, when I was, like, a really young girl, I was into, like, pop bands, like, 911 and the Spice Girls. I had a sing <laughs> yeah. Spice Girls album. But my first uh, UK hip-hop album I bought when I was 14, and it was Louis Slipper's £10 bag uh, with Chester P., and uh, that really opened my ears to the kind of whole UK uh, hip-hop world in general. To be honest, I started listening to UK hip-hop before I started listening to Scottish hip-hop. Um, Scottish hip-hop was, was way after that, because it was after that I started listening to American, you know, Cypress Hill and your yeah. Eminem original Masters EP. and Slim Shady. Um, <laughs> Slim Shady and stuff, like all of that, you know, that came out when I was 14 in high school and it was it was massive. So it was all that was going on for me at the time. I was, you know, always listening to all this amazing American rap and amazing yeah. UK rap. And from there, I never really gave up on it. And it was, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of time after that, really, that um, when I had been in college and I had done my band, and uh, when I started to want to, to book acts in Glasgow and it, it really was no doubt in my mind that I had to really be hip hop because there was yeah. such a gap for me that I wanted to see all these, you know, UK acts and American acts. And I was like, why is this not happening? And I couldn't understand it. But, you know, that's kind of what pushed me into doing that and getting involved with that. And then. Um, obviously over the years to, to where I am now, hopefully show out as, you know, this is the, the new adventure, but um, from working in the arches and working in the ABC, the ABC, I guess, was like the best time of my life, really, because yeah. um, it was like every week me and Bunty were, were doing gigs in there and it was amazing. Um, and some of the, the old hip-hop acts that we worked with really gave us the drive. So I've really had quite a substantial amount of time with each kind of level of hip-hop I would guess because um you know even watching back that kind of evolution documentary on and um in Netflix sorry yeah yeah the the the, the first few one to five series like I've met yeah, everybody that, that he gets yeah. to meet that he gets to meet and I thought wow this is amazing that I have had the chance to meet like Grandmaster Flash and yeah, um nice. you know work with like you know BJ Yeller and stuff like that you know it's yeah. really nice to get the insight yeah. of hip-hop so um, mm -hmm. it was all that kind of listening for me then now that that's why now I really do quite like you know um, me and Louis Louis puts on Travis Scott all the time and, and it's yeah it's um, that to me that to me is a new artist you know because he's yeah. a lot of uh, vocal change and stuff and I was never really into yeah. the kind of vocal stuff and it's really yeah it's really kind of opened up my ears to kind of that's what I mean like new artists that are yeah. going on um, I mean, for me, J. Cole can't stop releasing hits. The, I mean, he released one. Well, the, the feature last well. with, it, with Al, <laughs> Alch Alchemist on the beat. Yeah. I mean, that that's just like that's it's just that's oh, it's that. a really that's it's a really good sound for for now. It's just so it's just so powerful. So, um, I, that's what I mean. Though I think you'll get a few people that will be like, oh, you know, I'm so stuck on this sound, but just wait till their ears develop and sound yeah. develops and. You know, it's naturally happens. It's just the evolution of, of the ears that, that, that will get trained That's, into a different yeah. sense. So, um, 
you know, it won't be long before, you know, the old school heads will find somebody in the new school that they do like uh, and it will bring them into it. And especially yeah, drill fight. as well. Um, you know, there will be a drill artist out there that someone who would go, oh, I'm a golden hip hop head fan, but you play yeah. this drill artist and they would vibe on it, you know, so. Do a lot more like crossover, I feel like, especially with like the boom bap sort of trap divide that was sort of developing. But I think that is, that isn't as much of a thing now because of guys like Big Nas, who I think are the greatest of all time. To you jumping on like the sort of boom bap trap hybrid stuff as well. I don't see J. Cole does a lot of that. Um, Kendrick as well. Yeah. Kendrick, Cordae, these guys are all still keeping that sound alive. Yeah, the true sort of hip hop sound depends who you are. But um, yeah, I think yeah. it's good that that's still there. And then also there's guys like uh, like Freddie Gibbs and also Griselda that are doing like yeah. really good things for the sort of old school thing. And I couldn't believe that Benny the Butcher like used to be yeah. a trap rapper. I didn't even know that. Like, I just oh, I yeah. was, like, <laughs> thought he was a, a boom bapper. But yeah, I was watching this interview and that was quite eye opening to see that he started off with that and then sort of reverted to the older sound, which is pretty cool. And obviously, yep. they're doing really good things and keeping it alive, I guess. Um, for those that are still into that sound, yeah, um, yeah. But- and also, like, I really love the fact that, um, you know, they had like 50 Cent and the Eminem and uh, Kendrick and stuff doing the Super Bowl. That was um, insane. It's, it's, so it's, 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 it's actually brought like Dre, forgot about Dre, like the self titled album. Back into kind of my listening again. Yeah, yeah. It's like back in the charts as well. I think like Snoop Dogg's new album was like his highest shine album. I think ever. I think think that's like insane as well. Mm -hmm. I've kind of lost track of Snoop Dogg albums. I'll be honest, but I got (laughs) he's got about fifty odd, doesn't he? Yeah, I got I I got to see him in two thousand and six at Teen the Park, (laughs) and Ah, all his classics. So. Um, I was thankful for that because then I went to see him on the Snoop Lion tour after oh, that, and he never even played one. Snoop, he never even played one Snoop Lion song. Oh, really? So, um, and I know he's coming back to the OVO um, Hydro on the twenty. Yeah, I've I've got tickets to see him at Leeds actually. Um, oh, so. amazing, amazing. Yeah, on that D12 tour with like Warren well. G and stuff. Yeah, yeah Warren yeah. G and D Twelve. Like that's what I mean. If Warren G is coming on that tour, it's going to be. Uh, what is it, the Doghouse <laughs> album? Yeah. You know, the Doghouse. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's got to be, man, because that's what? the I'm only album that Orangey features on. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited for Obi Trice, because I love Obi oh, Trice. Oh, amazing. Like, I got to work with that. Obi Trice, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's, that it is. It'll be, it'll be brilliant. Um, and Can't they'll play wait. all their classics, I think. And I think that hopefully that'll kind of be the vibe for it. But just probably um, an over-expensive ticket. I think it was like it was like ninety odd, but that's sort of like the standard. I feel like for a, a big artist now, it was like ninety odd, like so it was fifty cent in Edinburgh. Wow. I think that was ninety nine. Wow, uh, no way! Fifty cents, ninety nine pounds. Ninety nine pounds. I paid. You think he'd be fifty cent? Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that gig's going to go off, man. That's going to go right off. Um, 
yeah, a, one, like... a one day if that could be my gig, that would be amazing. <laughs> Aye, Edinburgh's sort of turning up, but they recently like the. The royal, yeah. Actually, uh, in saying that, me and Louis uh, get to work at the Royal Highland Centre in April, so we'll be able to see what that looks like. Actually, and um, especially, it'd be nice to see it because I'll be honest, you know, it's um, I love gigs being in Glasgow. I love going the ABC though too. You know, the Hydro, you always feel a bit more special when you go to the Hydro. You're like, oh, it's like a really a big, big gig. But, yeah. uh-huh, but going up to Edinburgh, you know, I've done it a few times. I've had gigs up there. I've had the mouse up there and very nice stuff up there. And, you know, it's really quite a long journey to get through, get to the yeah, gig and then yeah. I th- I, I, back again. So it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, DF do it, how, how Live Nation are going to work that in terms of 40,000 people leaving a stadium at the one time, how it's going to clog mm-hmm. up the roads, how it's going to clog up traffic. Like they're really probably going to have to work on crowd logistics. Really yeah, that. yeah, but but that's it's going to go off that gig. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't um, wait. it's going to be. I mean, I've it is bigger than in the park. It's about in the park. Sorry, transmit transmit's like twenty five thousand cap and oh, is it? Highland. I don't know that. Yeah, the Royal, I'm sure the Royal Highland Centre is forty thousand and. Transmit was twenty five thousand. Um, I think. I think that's. I think I Transmit think that's was right. more than that, but uh, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, I don't know. We'll so we'll see. But yeah, it's Something just a that... long haul, <laughs> Edinburgh, isn't it? Yeah. But it's um, definitely part of Scotland's music scene, and um, it should be. Yeah, hopefully it will be made really, really good for us to kind of travel through and stuff. It will be interesting to. Yeah, it's good that it's like. they are sort of getting. The these gigs because I know like they've got like Usher Hall and stuff, um, but they've not there isn't really that big venue, and uh, hopefully that will sort of fill that and sort of end the bricks. Obviously, Amadina know has got um, what's it called again? It's quite a big arena, isn't it? So, uh, I don't know, I've never actually been to Aberdeen, so actually, I can't remember. Do you know, the, the yeah. first time I went to the Highlands was like last year, which is mental. Was it? Yeah, I went up to Glencoe and it was actually insane. And also Inverness. Yeah, I loved it, man. It's just... Yeah. It's, it's uh, it I'm so happy you went there, by the way. A few of my friends uh, used to work up at Glencoe and stuff. Um, but yeah, Aberdeen's like quite far. The only time that I've really been up was when um, I was working at J-Bone and we'd done the 6-7 six, seven tour. Seven. I, oh, we, we, nice. went, we went up through there, but we had a bus. Um, well, well, we'd kind of organise the bus, take us round and stuff, and it was just kind of worked out a lot cheaper for us. But um, it's really hard sometimes connecting with these cities and stuff. Um, yeah. That's why it'd be really good if we could kind of have you know, a focal point where we try to kind of reach out and involve at least, you know, a few artists from from every city and make it yeah. more inclusive because um, it, is, it isn't really fair that these kind of outer cities like, you know, Aberdeen and, um, you Inverness. know, Dundee and stuff yeah. like that and Inverness should uh, feel that they miss out. But I stay in, uh, you know, Inverclyde myself, so it's quite a long train down yeah. the road. So I can really concur sometimes if you're like, oh, there's a gig on, but you're like... Pfft. See with the amount of travel that's involved and stuff, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't work out. It was so, kind of like it was kind of like Glasgow and like London because 
And when I was growing up, I was like, oh no, there's some amazing gigs in London and they're not in Glasgow. <laughs> so yep. it's sort of similar to that. I used, I used to get furious about that. I used to be like, why are these gigs happening in London? But as I say, after... <laughs> I yeah after knowing the kind of like booking system and stuff you know it's like a lot of the fees just aren't um negotiable or doable in scotland and it has to come through london because london is, is only one you know place that they can actually kind of channel that eg why yeah um ice cube is only playing london and i'm sure i think it's um yeah because you've got like little wayne doing um strawberries and cream festival and then you've got Tyler, the creator, just doing park life. But none yeah. of these artists have suitable, you know, venue, touring venues after it. And, and they should because they've not played. They Both those artists haven't played uh, Scotland in, in over 14 years or yeah, exactly. in the UK in 14 years. So that network should be there. But it's very, very difficult for, uh, you know, the arrangements uh, yeah. to be made on, on these type of contracts because of how much is expected back from the ticket system. And sometimes, yeah. you know, um, most promoters, as I know, you are working at a loss most of the time. So it's like, how much can you actually afford to lose? And yeah. even the, the big gigs do lose as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so really good point. Uh, I suppose to understand that they start just artists being annoyed. <laughs> like, there's a reason for it. Um, I suppose that's a good insight that. Yeah, there always is. But I used to think that as well. As I say, I used to be like, why is that not happening? But when you actually get to know uh, the agents and why they write stuff the way they do and, and, and why it's essential that people tour at those certain times. And, yeah. uh, you know, there is obviously certain things that do happen. People obviously get the jail or like, you know, there was always plans to bring Buster Rhymes to Glasgow. And I think he yeah. then got himself barred from the UK for a little bit. And that gig never happened. The same with Rick Ross. He was meant to play the O2 and then he um, went to jail or something. So Yeah, Taylor I, as well, actually. I think he was banned from... Yeah, Tyler was banned as well. So it's yeah. always very hard. You've got that on top of how much their fee is. Are they available? Is it part of the routing? Or do yeah. the agents think it is more beneficial for them not to go there? And that's why it's a shame that Scotland kind of loses out on a lot of these artists and stuff. Is that, um, And it is annoying for you know somebody that loves going to gigs in Scotland and Glasgow that you do have to think, oh, well, if I want to kind of see... Easy or that, you know, I'm going to have to get on a train yeah. and go to London. But it's like yeah. sometimes that's the only opportunity that you might have due to how difficult it is to make that booking happen itself, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. SHOG. Yeah, yeah, no, me. Hey. Ah. Yo, 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 yeah, I said, welcome to the Grove. Man, you already know that I'm going through withdrawals, man. I'm really sick of it all. Young Messi, man, I got a point to prove on the ball. Ball points never stationary, man, I never stop. Looking by me, but you know I'm getting guapped. Done my sentence, never fucking said a sentence to the cops. Never know my lawyer was just a lost cunt, but yeah. Reality hits you like that, and it feels like you're first on, uh, yeah. On my way back, yeah, 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 you see, I'm on my way, uh, yeah. Not a role model, but fuck it, man, yo, so what? <laughs> so what, yo? Hold up, my flow so. I'm rapping, I get on a beat. Fact, I should be standing with elites. In fact, these cunts and valleys really got a cheek Stuck in my prescription drugs, got them slowing all the speech. And the difference between them and me is that I can handle my drugs, you see. Nah, 
I know I speak Please mate, get away from me No, yeah, can I get a pack? Just do your best impression I stand your fucking weed dick I hope you're driving on a bridge in the rain when you hear this Depressed, fit down back in your heat Plaster to the heat west As your fear left, take a steep death At least then you can be your mother for your own weakness I'll beat these points until you tell you see sense Get rid of all the evidence for these teethless I'll bark, no bite, start show with your teeth less Apocalypto flow cause we've only got weeks left In fact man, I want to see any weak MCs left Sick as fuck like a dog who never sees vets Think I'm a weak guy then they see me in the street And when I try be friends I will scrape raps on the wall if there's no trees left And I ain't the best version of me yet But I'm grabbing all the fruit, snapping all the roots Feel like young snoop when I'm standing on the roof But they all think I wanna beat them Little bit rusty but wait till I see them Better keep the same energy and we'll see them Catch you showing off your money, drag out your BM Funny cunt that could fuck your bud Don't believe me, ask to go and see your DM Splitting more fish in the sea, copy DM Hear the weight of our cars whenever I reveal them Reveal them or I really wanna see sense Cause if you ain't in it for the culture Then you're gonna get G-checked That's big boy crepes, you cannot match my step You're wasting your advance, hanging it off your neck Stop chatting about punting those drugs and blasting text Cause it's a fact you won't match immaculate technique Wake me up when propositions are tempting I'm a masterless samurai So the system wanna end me <laughs> but I'm that guy, free shot they send me, yeah. Uh, give me that, give me that. Uh. But I'm just starting on you, uh. Yeah, I'm just starting on you, uh. Never see me flow bumping from you, uh. But you bump mine, better pay me for them. May I hear the tune, don't think that I ever will forget. Mr. Fantastic, do it like dizzy head spinning like rasket. Me and my kiddies done bootings and halved it. Out of my city, get bookings and bank it. Uh, I took a trip with a sweet one, first class flight, roll 2CB. Didn't even know what we knew we'd see. Say you've done it all before, but it's new to me. Now we all got fears, give me two CCs. If the walls had ears, they would choose this beat still. And when we fight and we fuss, we can blame it on the trust, but it's usually me.
looking back at me Better run to mama It's taking over me I can see a monster Looking back at me It's after me mm. I just wanted to get one last question and that was just like a roundup of Troy, what's coming next for you guys in general the next year so your chance to kind of market and advertise yourself whatever you're doing tell us oh we do have some big plans obviously kind of coinciding with the launch i am um, but yeah. most things uh i'll be honest are now looking to be booking towards kind of september october onwards for kind of more major artists just due to okay. uh, the booking system itself there's been like a kind of delay on venues pencils bookings we're kind of still working via covid um we're working behind a lot of things as well so yeah uh, it'll be a lot of kind of as i say we'll have the battle royale and we'll probably have hopefully one artist i think coming before the summer and then it looks like we're kind of rolling from september october onwards sort of thing so um, fingers crossed at the launch we can actually uh, announce something that's coming later in the year nice. so uh, if you want to come along tickets are on sale at Sea Tickets uh, and Tickets Scotland and it will be £10 on the door um, yeah come and support your local MC and your local promoter yeah definitely get, <laughs> get along to that um, I'm, quite, I'm quite looking forward to it obviously because it got postponed and all that so hopefully it doesn't affect um, how many people come along, or hopefully more people come along. They have across there's more yeah. time to sort of know about it, but um, for sure, we just want everybody that is coming to have a really nice time and socialize a little bit and, and use it as a bit of a networking event with other people that are there, other producers, other artists. Um, we've also got a bit of a feature wall as well, uh, and a kind of sitting area at the back, which is to kind of encourage more of a kind of conversation style base yeah. so as much as we are kind of advertising this is a gig um, it is our kind of brand launch as well so it's a bit it's a bit more sociable yeah, <laughs> yeah. a bit more sociable with music and artists um, so yeah I hope that everybody that comes has a nice time and as I say tickets are still available um, so come along please um, any last uh, words from you Louis about Obviously, I know about show out, but I want to know about Wonderland. Obviously, like a lot of people do. Um, I know you already, already mentioned it, but um, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have an actual date for Wonderland yet, but I do oh, have yes. a single drop. I've got a single nice. with Shia and Mike Righteous called Deep End. So that's going to come out sort of mid March, end of March. Cool. I just need to sort a few things out but yeah the single's going to come out next month for sure with Mike Righteous and Jeff so that's the band and then that album should be out end of April time nice so, yeah. looking forward to it it's going to be a big year for for Scottish hip hop yeah, um, for yeah, sure I'm excited yeah me too anyway it was it was good to chat to you guys um you too, Sanjeev. Thank you so much. But I cheers, guys, and I'll I'll see you on the uh, I'll see you on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. I keep forgetting what day it is. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. Hi, okay, cool.